Welcome everybody back to another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast, hosted by the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. Grant, it is a special, special, special week. We've made it. We're finally here. The NFL season is upon us. We're back into our comfort zones this week. It's week one. It's here. It's 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 Christmas week. It's 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 the greatest time. We're making up our menus. We're getting all of our time right making sure our schedules are lighting up and no birthday parties are planned on a Sunday, uh, making sure everything is good to go this week. It is week one. We get a beautiful, beautiful game on Thursday to kick off, which we'll talk about here in just a couple minutes. Um, but, yeah, it's week one. I know we said we weren't going to come out with this week, but we've got to make sure we get you guys ready for week one. We're going to preview this Thursday night game, talk about a few other things. And it, it really wouldn't be right for us to not work on Labor Day after all. We ought to get some work in. Uh, yeah. Grant, I already do know my menu this week. I know you're taking a little shot at me, uh, but we are having a three Rex party for my future Falcons football buddy. Um, so, you know, I'll skip football this Sunday for, for bits and pieces. It's going to be on and I'm going to be at the house all day. Uh, but to eventually have a future uh, friend to hang out with on Sundays and just to sharing the tears with me when the Falcons collapse uh, in the future. So it'll be all, all worth it. But I'm having some dino chicken nuggets because it's a dinosaur uh, birthday party. So obviously, like, just probably the best menu of the week for me. I don't know if it'll be topped. Mine, uh, Mine's looking like we're doing some wings and then going to have some other stuff thrown in. I'll have some surprises on Sunday. I may have to run off a screen to uh, throw some wood chips into my smoker on Sunday. That's called waddling, sir. Nobody, nobody needs to see that. Well, then All everybody, right, everybody gets to feel it when I move. <laughs> it's week one. Let's get into it. Let's get the bibs on, and let's eat. I think it needs to be reiterated too before we jump into to this because it is week one. I know I'm excited about it. I know you're excited about it, but we will be live 10 a.m. Eastern time for Start Sitting Needs on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. This Sunday, we start that all the way through. And if the, if the demand's there, we come back in the playoffs as well, Brant. Uh, and so I think it's just important for folks to, to be on, you know, aware of that. We don't do anything Thursday night, but we do do Sunday morning. Um, we do an hour live start sit, uh, and then the rest of the awesome folks over at fantasy holics, um, do a start sit Facebook post as well. So if you don't happen to jump on and see us, uh, there will be, uh, some, some awesome dudes with a lot of knowledge answering start sits, uh, on the Facebook posts on Sundays as well. 
Absolutely. And if you do have any start sick questions for Thursday, don't hesitate to reach out to the Fantasy Holics Facebook or our fa- or our Facebook page as well. We'll be more than happy to get back with you and uh, help you with your start sits. Remember, one of the biggest things for Thursday night football, and we say it in and out and every single week, is don't flex your Thursday night plays. Don't flex them. Get them out of your flex. Okay. There. Yeah. Uh, we'll say that probably once or twice more uh, as this episode goes on. But yes, Brant, uh, don't flex your guys on Thursday night. And once we get into it, don't flex your your early morning Sunday guys on those other overseas games either. But we'll talk about that as we get into uh, into those games. But yes, Brant, you alluded to it. Thursday night we have our opening night of football, and the NFL Network did us the NFL, excuse me, did us pretty solid um, when they scheduled these games. They gave us a uh, pretty darn good slate week one, and it starts with a pretty darn good game on Thursday. And I know we're not really talking about that tonight, but it also ends with a very good Monday night football game this week. I know myself, like most of America, will be glued to the uh, couch and the TV Thursday uh, all the way through Monday evening. So, um, But we do start with the uh, Detroit Lions traveling to Kansas City. Uh, to take on reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs uh, along with MVP Patrick Mahomes, Brant. Yeah, this game is slated to uh, have a a point spread of 54.5 points. It's it's one of the highest scoring games this week, so a lot of guys should be seeing a lot of fantasy points. The Chiefs are favorited by six points, or six and a half points, sorry. Uh, this should be a really good game. Uh, you get to see you get to see what, what what does Patrick Mahomes' new wide receiver core? I do say wide receiver core because we know what his tight end looks like. We get to see what his new wide receiver core looks like. You get to really see what the running back room may look like a little bit there in Kansas City. And I mean, you get to see what what does their defense look like without Chris Jones there. So you get to see all that with the Kansas City side. Then you go over to Detroit. You see an up-and-coming team, a great offensive-minded team. You get to see that hyped-out rookie. You get to see him for the first time actually on the field in a, in a, in a, uh, um, a week one game. You get to see Amara St. Brown again. You get to see what the rookie tight end is going to do there in uh, Detroit. And, and once again, that's another defense that that has been known to give up quite a few points on the other side of the ball too. So it's going to be a really, really fun game to watch. It's going to be a really good back-and-forth game. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super excited about it, Brant. I think you brought up a lot of things that are that are going to be something that a lot of the, a lot of America and a lot of the fantasy football community has their eyes on. And the first thing I want to touch base on here is that wide receiver room in Kansas City, right? Um, so it's got uh, Kadarius Tony, it's got Sky Moore, it's got Justin Ross, it's got um, Rasheed Rice. Who sticks out in this wide receiver room, Brant? Is there anybody there that you're playing week one on Thursday night? And if so, who and why? If I'm playing any wide receiver there, I'm probably going to go out and, and play uh, Sky Moore if I'm in a pinch. I like him. I like the fact he'll be running in the slot. He should be taking over the Juju Smith-Schuster role. Um, I'm not too excited to play him because I don't know how it's going to look, but that's the one that I'm really looking forward to seeing how his role goes this year. Okay. Uh, I, I actually think, uh, which I forgot to mention and when I when I tossed this to you, so that's on me, but I think MVS could see a, see a decent workload uh, Monday night or Thursday night, excuse me. But I actually think Jarek McKinnon is going to be the lead pass catcher, not named Travis Kelsey. Um, I just think there's a world in, in which uh, Jarek McKinnon uh, finds himself catching six, seven targets, uh, you know, for 60 yards and a touchdown, kind of the way he, he ended the season. Um, 
you know, last year, Brant. So I think it's Jarek McKinnon for me, and, and I think a close second. And it may be one of those weeks where MVS has three targets, two receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. I just think he he could be that guy uh, in, in this game this week, Brant. Absolutely. Uh, the, the other part of it I have for you is, again, it is week one. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know how to, how to play these things, but when you draft a rookie, Brant, like Jameer Gibbs, do you start him week one against the Chiefs, or do you have to wait and see what you have? Where you had to draft him, so if you drafted Gibbs, I have zero share in Gibbs now. His, his ADP is so high in fantasy, I think you're almost forced to start him. Um, unless you were able to turn back around and steal some of the uh, some of the veteran backs later in the draft, or you you ended up stealing like Rashad White or James Cook or something like that later, I think you're almost forced to start uh, Gibbs. And I think I don't I don't think you can go wrong with him in this game. I think if there was a better front line in this game, maybe you could go wrong. But he is too explosive. I could see him taking one seventy yards to the house, and then guess what? He made your fantasy points in one play. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's any nerves on my end about Jameer Gibbs. I am an owner of Gibbs in a few leagues, Brant. Uh, and I'm very excited about his role over the course of the season, and especially Thursday night. Um, we all know the Chiefs put up points on the board, uh, and the Lions, I think, are going to have to play catch up with them. So I expect to see a healthy dose of Gibbs this week. And then you have their, what is it, their offensive coordinator who came out this week and said, uh, you know, he's going to be used in a lot of ways. Most people might think might not think we're going to use him. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think you start Gibbs. I think you start Gibbs with a, d- a decent amount of confidence. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but I expect his production to be very, very good this week as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Brent, okay. Let's, let's talk about this too. So again, um, Thursday night football, it's here. Everybody wants to see a good game, but let's talk about the fantasy relevant pieces uh, here, if you want to start with one team and I'll pick up on the other, what what are you looking forward to uh, fantasy-wise in this game? I'm looking forward to – I'm going to take Detroit. I'm going to go talk about Detroit. Uh, I'm looking forward to Amaral St. Brown. Let's see if he can continue that great success that started a couple years ago and then he continued it all year last year. Uh, let's see how that looks. Let's see how, how he integrates with the offense still. I know, you know, obviously he's got the great rapport. But – I, I Honestly, St. Brown's a guy that I see averaging probably almost eight catches a game this year. I really do. I think he's going to be a huge PPR stud, and I really, really think that it's going to be a very great outlier of what you're going to see this season with the trust between him and him and golf that they have there. And then, like you said, you alluded, you, you talked about the backfield. What is the split in the goal line? Do we see Gibbs get a few goal line carries? Do we see Montgomery? I could see Montgomery seeing a lot more work than a lot of people are thinking about there between the 20s and everything else. So I really think that Detroit, and this this is going to be a great outlier, I think Detroit might have two startable running backs in their offense this year. Yeah, Brand, I, I absolutely think you're right. I think there's a good chance that Montgomery and Gibbs both have um, fantasy relevancy, and, and I don't think it's much uh, up for debate in my opinion. I imagine it'll be mostly uh, Montgomery down and around the goal line just due to his size. Um, but it, it definitely will be exciting. On the other side of the ball, Brent, uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, uh, who can't get themselves up for that, right? Um, but there are a lot of questions on that that uh, Chiefs offense. I'm excited to see what happens in that backfield. How much work does Pacheco get? How much work does McKinnon get? How much work, if any, does CEH get? I know a lot of people were very, very high on Pacheco this year. He got drafted very early in a lot of drafts. 
Um, could that end up burning people, Grant? I don't know. We'll see. And then again, like we kind of alluded to earlier, that that wide receiver room is a huge question mark. I know a lot of people, um, you know, were hyper fixated on Kadarius Tony coming into the season, Brant, and what he was going to do with Patrick Mahomes. Um, but we've already had some setbacks there that we'll talk about a little bit later on. Um, and then you've got MVS, who's, um, you know, one of the quickest, fastest guys on the field. He just, you know, seems to have that butter on his fingers, right? Um, then you've got, you know, Justin Ross, who's a great project guy, Rasheed Rice, who I, I, along with a lot of other people, am very excited about moving forward. And then you got Sky Moore, a guy who found himself going super early in rookie drafts last year, Brent. Uh, in our home dynasty league, we saw him go in front of Garrett Wilson in the first round. Um, and, you know, we laugh, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of people fell for that. It's, hey, you're attaching this young stud wide receiver uh, to uh, Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback in the NFL at this time, whatever. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of, of figuring it out. Um, uh, the one other thing I want to add with this Kansas city offense brand, and I know you and I will be back to talk about it, uh, next Monday. Um, if one of these wide receivers busts out this week, don't necessarily, if you're in a fab budget league, if you're in one of those, if you have a high waiver, don't necessarily rush out, uh, you know, to, to go grab it. Uh, Brent, his name's going to elude me right now. We'll see if it comes to me. Uh, but there was the Kansas City wide receiver, uh, Chief, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver a few years ago who absolutely exploded week one. Everybody was trading for him, drafting for him. You, you've the got same, Go the same the same guy that's exploded week one when he was in, in uh, different yeah, yes. offense. Sammy yeah. Watkins. Thank you. There you go. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> uh, yes. A couple of years ago, Sammy Watkins exploded. Sammy Watkins everybody experience. went Everybody went out and traded for him. And the rest of the season, the other 16 games, he didn't combine to score what he scored in week one last year, that year. So don't fall for that here. Again, the Chiefs' backfield and the Lions' backfield too, um, but the Chiefs' backfield, be cautious of the numbers that come out. If, if Kansas City gets up to a big lead and you end up seeing CEH with 25 carries, do those 25 carries really mean anything? Or are they just trying to keep Pacheco from getting hurt moving forward? We'll all break that down next week, but again, this Kansas City offense could be a huge trap offense as far as this guy's going to be great this week, not so much next week. Right. So let's let's hit it. Who you got? Who you got in this game? Where you got? I think the Lions are going to have a very good season this year. Uh, I expect some very good things. I expect them to compete for the division in the NFC North. I don't take them to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, with the exception of Chris Jones up front, they have not gotten any worse in Kansas City. Um, the argument could actually be made they're better offensively to start the season this year than they were last. I'm, I'm just not ready to pick against Patrick Mahomes yet. Um, I know you and I sat down the other day and we went through the entire 17 or uh, 18 game slate or 18 week slate, excuse me. And we, and we did wins and losses for all these teams. And I know I didn't have the chiefs as the best record, neither did you, but I just can't pick against them. Uh, I know you feel differently. So I'll turn that over. I, th I think this is a trap game. I do. I think Detroit goes in, and I think Detroit shows what they're going to be about this year. I, I really do. Uh, I don't know if I can pick them to win it outright. I did when we did our when we did our schedule. I did pick them to win outright. I think there's a chance they do. I definitely will take them to cover that six and a half point spread. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be one one of the greatest games this week. I really do. Um, not a whole lot of defense, so greatest games for fantasy. But yeah, I do believe that this is a trap game. I do believe the Lions can pull this game out, and I think I think they're they're. I think when it comes down to the wire, if they have the ball last. I think they may win this game. Okay. There you have it, Brent. 
All right, before we move on from this game, there's one last thing that's very imperative that we get into. We've been alluding to this all year, Brant, uh, or all offseason, at least the last month and a half anyway. Brant, you and I are going to be doing a picks of the week um, every week for Underdog, who the who the Fantasy Holics have partnered with. Use the promo code HOLICS uh, on your initial deposit, and they will double your uh, entry fee up to $100. Um, Brant, we're going to do plays of the week every Sunday, but it wouldn't be right if we didn't come on to the episode uh, and, and do some here. Um, so, again, this is going to be a weekly segment, but, uh, Brant, anything you'd like to add? So, this is our picks of the, our play of the week for uh, Thursday night. Underdog has done something special this week, and they have given you guys a free square almost with the Patrick Mahomes yards. They have it for higher or lower than a half of yard with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. So, guys, we're going to give you our pick of the day. It's pick Patrick Mahomes over a half a yard. That's it. That's all we got. No, I'm just kidding. But they do. They're giving you guys a free square. There, go out, use that free square, use the fantasy code Holics, and uh, we're going to give you guys a couple more picks to go along with that because you have to have a few more than just that one because it's not that easy, but it it can be. Hey, some weeks if you feel like it is, and other weeks you feel like you're on a different planet, Grant. That's the that's the fun part about this. You have, you have that beat that you just feel like, hey man, I could I could take out a mortgage, second mortgage on my house, put it down, the house is paid off. This one can't miss. And it misses. And then other weeks you throw up a prayer. Uh, you're like, I'm down to my last buck in the account. Let's let it ride on a big one. And you come back and check later. And you're like, wait a minute, that hit. Uh, so that's, that's why it's fun, right? It keeps us on our toes. Um, I'm more of a casual player, Brant. I know you're a little bit more uh, deeper than I am. I, I do very surface level uh, cheapskate bets. If you plays, if you will, you do a little bit more, you, uh, you uh, like to, uh, talk about units and, and things of that nature that I'm just not getting into. So yeah, that's just uh, something I've been messing around and learning this year. And uh, hopefully I get a little better with it. So maybe I, uh, I can have a little better equipment, maybe buy my own internet. So it's a little bit better. <laughs> there you go. All right, Brent, start us off with your first, uh, first play of the week here. My first play of the week. This is a rookie. I'm going with a rookie and it ain't the rookie. Everybody thinks I'm going with, I'm going with Sam Laporta. To go over 5.25 fantasy points. Now, when it comes down to 5.25 fantasy points, it is half point PPR. It's higher than five point higher than 5.25 fantasy points. So it's half point PPR, six points for a touchdown. All this man needs to do is get a touchdown, and he's going to go higher than that. I absolutely love it. I think he's going to be used a lot more in the offense, and I especially love it in this game with how higher powered and how pass happy this offense should be this week. Yeah, uh, Brent, I like Sam Laporta just as much as the next guy. I own, I own a lot of stake. He was my second favorite tight end in this class behind uh, Dalton Kincaid. I know some people were split on on uh, Mayer there out of uh, Vegas. Uh, and then you had, uh, what was it, uh, Musgrave in Green Bay, who was another one that a lot of people were very high on. I've been all along Laporta. There was a time and place, if you remember right, where I was more on Laporta than I was uh, Kincaid. But I think you, you've absolutely got this, Brent. 
all he has to do is have like two catches, 25 yards, uh, and maybe a goal line look or two, and, and he should be well over this. Um, I don't expect that to be a problem again, like you alluded to, pass heavy offense. Which brings me to my first play of the week, Brant. Um, a lot of teams come into Kansas City or play against Kansas City, and they have to do things that their offense isn't necessarily comfortable with. Because if you're a team that likes to run the ball, you like to have a slow-paced offense, sometimes it's hard to do that with Kansas City Chiefs, Brant, because they get out early, they step on your throat, they try to put you away early, and you got to do some things to keep up with that. And a lot of times, not necessarily because the Kansas City Chiefs defense is so great, but they manifest a lot of turnovers because teams have to push to try to keep up with them. I expect Jared Goff to go over or higher than 0.5 interceptions this week. So all he has to do is throw one interception and this play hits. I expect Goff uh, to throw at least one pick this week. Absolutely. You all, you see it all the time with how many times he's going to have to throw the ball. This is a very, very high probable bet to, to hit or, uh, or higher or lower to hit. I, I expect him to really be um, slinging the ball all over. So I definitely believe that that one interception is, is very, very doable. Which is going to lead me into my last, my other bet, to, or my other, my other one to go with. I'm going with. I got it earlier in the week. It was six and a half receptions earlier in the week. It has now gone up to seven. That is Amara St. Brown to go higher than seven receptions. I think this. I'm taking it with the hope that it gets that eight that I think he's going to average per game. But this one here, with it being at seven, is a push possibility also. So. You could end up pushing, which then would roll over. Your other ones would then, if they hit, you will still get the payout. So I think that Amara St. Brown will have at least seven receptions, but I'm going to take the higher on that. Yeah, Brent, um, that one's one that I'm very intrigued by. So if you go back and look last year at Amara St. Brown, he had seven or more receptions and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of his – uh, nine out of his, excuse me, he played in 16 games last year. Yep. So it's over cool. half the time he goes for seven or more. Now that does, that does count pushes, but pushes don't hurt you necessarily. Um, so I, I think this is one, again, the lines are going to have to pass a lot, Brant. I think that's one that you can comfortably play, even though you got it at better numbers um, than everybody else. I still think seven you should be okay with. Um. And again, too, as I'm even getting ready to move on, I think about the fact that there, there's not a whole lot else for Jared Goff. He doesn't necessarily trust his pass catching back yet. There hasn't been that, um, you know, that chemistry established. He doesn't trust the Sam Laporta the same way he's going to trust St. Brown. St. Brown's going to be heavily targeted in this game um, just because of the fact that there's not all that other chemistry established yet um, with these other guys. So that, that bodes to it as well. Now, Brant, I do want to talk about the rookie that everybody else is talking about. Uh, in Detroit. And yes, I understand um, neither one of us picked any any plays involving Kansas City because let's be honest, they're going to have K Travis Kelsey's. I'd have to go back and look, but they'd have Travis Kelsey's reception at like nine. Um, so it's very, very high. Uh, and then again, how do you trust and, and judge on any of the other wide receivers? So it's a tough one. Two days ago, two days ago, at least I didn't check yesterday. Two days ago, you could have got Travis Kelsey at a half a touchdown, higher or lower. Two days ago, you could have gotten that. That's almost a given when it comes down to a game like this. That is probably why it's been pulled. But keep an eye on that. If it's there, keep probably an eye over, on it. Probably over smashed, I would imagine. Yes. So um, keep an eye but on it. Anyway, back to, 
back to the rookie in Detroit. I have Jameer Gibbs higher than 73 and a half rushing and receiving yards total. Um, again, Brant, you alluded to this earlier. This is the type of dynamic playmaker that could catch a screen pass on the, the Detroit Lions 20 yard line and take it to the house, um, which would which would exceed this this number, obviously. Um, but I do think that the, the Lions are going to be passing a lot, which I think puts Montgomery on the bench. Uh, it brings uh, Jameer Gibbs in. Again, when you talk about guys like Jamison Williams, who's missing this game due to his suspension, um, potentially you could see Gibbs line up in the slot and, and out wide this week a little bit, uh, which their offensive coordinator kind of alluded to. So I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Jameer Gibbs have a hyper-inflated um, workload this week just because of the matchup. Now, when they get into the NFC North and they're playing the Chicago Bears, maybe that leads a little bit more to David Montgomery's um, advantage, but I do think this week it's it's Gibbs. I'm, I know he's a rookie. I know we have no experience on the field and we have nothing to base this decision off of, Brant, but I'm going higher than 73 and a half total uh, Russian reception yards with Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Like you said, I think that they're going to have to move the ball. And I've already said it. I, this is a guy that could take the ball once and rush for 70 yards and a touchdown. Well, then guess what? He needs one reception because Lord knows he's probably going to go higher than four or five yards on that one reception. I want to put you a little bit on the spot right here. I just found this out. A little bit on the spot right here. We, You and me both love this this rivals that, that the underdog has. Right now they have three of them posted for Thursday. Just okay. spitballing here. Don't tail. Don't these are just spitball plays, guys. So we're not confident and 100% confident in these plays, but we want to get these out so you guys can see what they're like. First one here: St. Brown versus Travis Kelsey in receptions. No, uh, no advantage either way. Who has more Travis receptions? Kelsey. Tra Travis Kelsey. Travis okay. Kelsey. All right. Actually, I'm pretty confident in that one too. <laughs> so, all right, fantasy points. You have Patrick Mahomes versus Jared Goff. Jared Goff is getting 8.25 fantasy points. So he's getting about it. Okay. Your spot, your spot in the man, a touchdown basically, yeah. uh, as well as what 20 yards passing work already. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take yeah. golf. Here's, here's, here's probably my favorite one. Now this one, this one's a little rougher. Isaiah Pacheco versus Jameer Gibbs fantasy points, 0. 0.35, 0.35 adjustment for Gibbs. Gibbs is getting 0.35 points. Gibbs is getting 0.35 points. Remember, half point PPR also. I this one is close, Brant, just because Pacheco could fall into the end zone. I mean, we've seen if you think back just to last year when everybody was so down on CEH and he had back-to-back -back games with two touchdowns because <laughs> he's getting no work, not doing anything, and then he's falling into the end zone with a shovel pass. Those Kansas City backs can get in the end zone so quick. Um, because you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes who marches him down the field, marches him down the field, and then here's a little two-yard dive play, and Pacheco falls into the end zone. Um, my gut says I still think Gibbs gets this done. This one I'm just not as confident in as the other two. Remember, guys, that's the underdog offers both of those. Remember, join it. Use the code HOLIX uh, to double your uh, first uh, deposit. It's an amazing app to use. We'll be, we'll be talking about uh, picks of the week all week. Guys, don't forget. Download Underdog, Fantasy Codeholics. I, I want to say this too, Brant, um, to the folks at Underdog. You and I used this all year last year uh, in, the, in like a half a season the year before. This is before there was a sponsorship. So, yes, there is a sponsorship now, and we do benefit from it. But we were on this site prior to that because it's just that good. It's that fun. Brant and I will talk 
every day leading up to a to a Sunday slate about rivals plays that we like. I think the rivals are the most fun thing. That's where I'm at. Uh, player props are obviously fun as well. Um, but the rivals thing is just, I think it sets underdog apart. It's just, it's awesome. Absolutely. I love the rivals thing because you get different games. So now you're invested in both games, but I like the player props for when it's just one game. So that, that way you're really invested into that game too. Absolutely. All right, Brant. Nobody necessarily likes to do this segment that we're about to do, uh, but we do have to get into it and we have to talk about these injuries coming into the season. Now I will say this has been one of those seasons that have been, uh, you know, if you think back to a few years ago, and I know you were on the wrong end of this, you got guys like Cam Akers and um, JK Dobbins going down and missing the season before the season starts uh, and had a ton of big injuries. We really don't have any huge, huge season ending injuries coming out um right now but we're getting into the season we have some guys that are kind of nicked up kind of banged up uh and, and we got to talk about those because sometimes you got to taper expectations Brant. so uh, i'm going to start us off here because i do think i have um one more to talk about than you do so i'm going to start with this the san francisco 49ers Brant. um and again this isn't so much of an injury as it is coach speak coming out talking about wanting to avoid injuries with his players. The 49ers say they're going to be cautious with CMC this year, and they're going to be bringing him off the field more than what he when he was used in Carolina to prevent injuries. They know he's getting up there towards the, the tail end of his career potentially, and they want to keep him healthy so he's able to do what he does best um, without a huge workload, Brent. So, um, you know, I – a lot of times, um, especially with the recent JT stuff, the Austin Eckler news, CMC's still been one of, the, if not the first, one of the top three backs off the board in most drafts. Um, are your expectations lowered at all by these news that come out uh, about them resting CMC? I, I'm, I'm tempering expectations a little bit, but if you look back when he played full seasons, how many times did he finish so many points above the next back? He is that good that I think even if you drop him down 10% snaps or even, you know, a little bit more, I still think he'll be a top three back in the NFL. That, that's that's really where I'm at. This opens a bigger door, for, in my mind, for Mitchell or Davis Price. Is that the other one there? It opens a bigger door for them to maybe have some fantasy relevancy. Uh, we saw Mitchell was able to do it a few times with CMC uh, during the year last year, but uh, those are two guys that I'd be, be, be uh, looking looking to pick up or keeping on my radar. I want to ask you, Brent, and I wonder, because you've been the biggest advocate for this all offseason um, that I know personally. You, you have gotten off the Debo Samuel train. You've smacked that train on the booty as it left the station. Bon voyage, never to be seen again. Do you worry that Debo Samuel may get some of that CMC relevant work that he did before CMC came to town when CMC's on the sidelines? It worries me a little bit, but in, in my mind, and the reason I'm off the Debo is it, I don't think he's the best receiver on the team, and he's definitely not the best running back on the team. So maybe he gets an extra carry. Maybe he gets an extra target, but I'm really not too worried about it. I'm still off that train. That's that's not the guy that I want, Sam Fran. Okay. So my, sec my, my first injury is an injury that could end up lingering all year, and uh, I have fallen victim to it because I went out and I traded for this guy because I've never, ever owned him, and I wanted a piece of him, and that is Cooper Cup and his hamstring. He's up in Minnesota visiting a specialist during the week one training. He's going to play Seattle. You could sit out this week. 
I won't be too upset if you do. <laughs> uh, join us, by the way, join us Wednesday, and I'll tell you a nice guy that I like to pivot to um, on the uh, on our on our fantasy holics uh, cast. But uh, with with Cooper Cup being, I don't I don't think he plays week one. Uh, maybe misses week two as well. I pivot to uh, as, as for a wide receiver aspect. I pivot to either Puka Nuka or Van Jefferson. One of those guys is going to have to start seeing some targets. Uh, they are going up against Seattle. Seattle does have an improved secondary. Uh, it doesn't sound like Witherspoon's going to be playing this week in our secondary. Um, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable starting either one of these guys, but this is an injury to really, really keep an eye on if you're a cup owner. And if you haven't drafted yet, I'm almost scared to take him in the first round, maybe even in the second round. You may scare me off of him um, at his ADP now just because this could, injury could linger all year long. It's a second yeah, time Brent, tweaking it. I actually was in a draft just this week, and I'd have to go back and look, but I think Cup fell uh, late second round in that draft. Uh, just due to the simple fact that, you know, everybody's a little nervous about what's going on with him right now. Um, let me see here. I've got it pulled up. Where did he go? How He went in the middle of the fourth round, Brent, in that draft, just because, again, people are nervous. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. And, it, and fantasy football is so – it's so hard. If you start so slow, especially in what we do, Brent, if we start slow in a dynasty league, Gosh, you almost want to wave the white flag early and start pimping out some of those stud players for draft picks and young players to, to start over next year. It's hard to, it's hard. You you got to either be all in or all out. And at some point you have to make that decision. How long do you let a guy like Cooper Cup derail that potentially? So I understand. Um, Breeze Hall, Brant, is the next one I want to talk about. This is a big one. This is that Monday night um, game uh, that we have coming up with the Jets against the Bills. Brees Hall is going to play. He obviously didn't start the season on the pup, which a lot of people were nervous about. Um, but the direct quotes from Robert Salah are what have me a little nervous, Brant. The team will start with Hall or be smart with Hall in his return. Um, so I think what you're going to see here is you're going to see Dalvin Cook um, be way overvalued early in the season. And as Brees Hall starts to get healthy, I do think he takes this backfield back. But I almost wonder, Brant, if Brees Hall comes out and gets 25% of the snaps, averages two and a half yards per carry on 10 touches, do people start to panic with Brees Hall? Brees Hall owners, does he become available? I mean, if you want to panic, I'll, I'll come get him from you. I'll have zero problems coming to get him from him. This guy's too explosive. So the way I see it at that backfield right now is is this this right now is, is it's Cook's backfield. Cook's going to be cooking in the backfield. You'll see Brees Hall come to spill. Now, about halfway through the season, keep an eye on snap counts, snap share, and all that, because that would be the time to maybe sell Cook to improve your playoff run. But I think they're going to save Hall for that late season run. That way they have a good, healthy back later in the season. Just give him three, four, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 carries for the first few weeks. But I think it's Cook's backfield for the first few weeks. Okay. Uh, so my last one is – oh, no, sorry, I do have two more. One is uh, I'm, I'm going to stay with the same game I was talking about. That's JSN and his wrist. Uh, he got a full practice in uh, today. Yeah, today he got a full practice in. Uh, he's looking out there. He's making some good catches. Uh, he looks good out there. My thing with him is is I, I'm not starting him. I do have, I have him in a few leagues, and I'm not starting him this week for the fact – that wrist strength is going to take a few weeks to come back. What happens? So you make a catch. Cool. You get hit. You don't have that wrist strength. You drop it. That's no longer a catch. I just, I think it's going to take a few weeks for him to get going. I think he's got to get that wrist back to healthy. I don't trust him this week. 
keep an eye on that injury. Keep an eye on how he how he looks on the field if you are a JSN owner. Not to mention he's got a supplant DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett who have been fantasy studs for uh, their careers there in Seattle. So uh, until he does that anyway, I'm not sure I trust starting him. I also own him uh, now in a league, and I'm not sure that I really want to be rushing to put him into my lineup. Uh, we will see how that plays out. Um, another one to keep your eye on, Brent, and I, again, I don't really know how serious this one is or isn't. Uh, it's kind of being downplayed, but Mark Andrews uh, returned to practice today for the first time after missing six practices with an undisclosed uh, injury. Um, so what are we dealing with here, Brent? Is this a calf injury? Is it a leg injury? Is it a finger? Uh, what do we, we don't know what we're, what we got going on here. Hopefully we get some clarity with this as the, as the week goes on. Now, Mark Andrews is obviously good enough that I'm not benching him. Um, but this is something to be mindful of. If, if it is a, a lower extremity, this could this could hinder him all season, Brant. Um, and we've seen that with tight ends in the past and, and pass catchers really in the past. Um, you know, if they've, if they've got something going on like a Liz Frank or something like that, it's hard for these guys to come back from that and be productive. Um, so Mark Andrews, again, right now, there's, there's no panic button being pressed because we don't really know what it is exactly, but it is something to be mindful of. I'm nervous about it myself, Brant. Yep. I, I, I wasn't hyped on uh, Andrews this year. I do have him lower in my rankings than most people. Um, but yeah, I would be very, very, very cautious and keeping a very close eye on it. I would have Isaiah likely would likely be on my bench to pivot to if something were to come down with that. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did it. I did it. And I tried to do it well, <laughs> but Andrews is a guy that I, I think he'll play through the injury and I think he'll be, he'll be fine. If, if you drafted him that high, he'll be all right for you to uh, have to plug and play and start. Um, but yeah, definitely be keeping an eye on that. Uh, so my other one is uh, Jerry Judy and his hamstring. He's been gimped for a couple weeks uh, with that hamstring. Um, we're not sure if he's playing week one or not. So you got to be, you know, paying a very close eye. Um, I, I, I really, really like this offense. I've talked about it off all off season about how I like Russell Wilson to have a bounce back, how I like the pass catchers there. So if, if Judy doesn't play, I think this opens the door wide open for Mims and Cortland Sutton to really solidify themselves in the lineup and let them take their time to move Judy back. So um, if you are a Judy owner, I would possibly be going out to try to get Mims to maybe pivot. If it's a, I'm not sure what time their game is. I haven't dove that deep. I've been looking at this Thursday game. So there are 325 games. So you definitely need a later wide receiver to pivot from. Mims would be the guy that I'd be pivoting from. They, they play Vegas this week. So okay. divisional matchup, uh, big game week one. So, so lots of wideouts there. I mean, you got Renfro, which you like, you got Jacoby, you got Mims. Uh, all, all are pivot points there if, if you need to go pivot from off of Judy. Absolutely, Brent. Uh, my last one is is back, and I did this on, on purpose, Brent. It brings us back to Thursday night. We talked about him a little bit. Darius Tony, Andy Reid is coming out saying he is good to go. Do you trust Andy Reid? And if you oh, if you drafted Kadarius Tony, I know you and I aren't huge on it this year, but if you drafted Kadarius Tony, you did pay the price to get him. Do you put him out there week one? Have fun. I'm not putting – we went over this a little while ago. I don't know if I'm putting any of those wide receivers. But if you paid the price, then, yeah, I, I 
I don't, I say, yeah, but I don't think you really can put him out there because he may be good to go. But guess what? We saw this guy where he was looking explosive in one game. And then the very, the very next play after making an explosive catch, he pulls up limp. We don't know what his, we don't know really his is what a hamstring as well too, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you don't know how well that's going to hold up. He could, he could go out there and make you a 30 yard catch. And then next thing you know, he's limping off the line the very next play or coming out and never see it again. I don't think I can trust it. I don't think if he's out there, I don't think I trust it. I don't think he's logged a full practice since coming back from the injury. I don't think I'm trustworthy of it. This is a tough one, Brent, because again, you get you pay the, the price to draft this guy and he's tied to Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid in that offense. I could see that I could see the struggle, but I think I'm on board with you. I don't play him. Just make sure he's not in your flex. <laughs> don't yep don't flex the thursday night guys uh again uh jennifer says she's ready for week one jennifer mm. uh, i know we are too i'm sure we'll see you sunday morning uh for the live start sit and it looks like you made a pretty good decision here she said i got offered a cup and she declined it because she was nervous nobody's trading cooper cup right now unless they were nervous about him too i'm uh, trying to trade him hi <laughs> So uh, again, good good move there, Jennifer. Uh, nobody's giving him away right now unless they're nervous about it too. So um, yeah, Brent, we're here. We made it. It's week one. It's time to start tinkering with lineups. It's time to be you know every morning before work getting in there and setting the lineup. Um, you know we're not normal. We don't get to have our phones all day. Uh, but for those of you that have your phones all day, you're probably in there staring at your lineups. I've been finding myself doing it. Uh, you know, off and on when I have my phone in my hand with nothing going on, I'm going and checking different leagues. Uh, I am lucky to have most of my leagues on one app, which you are too, Brent. Uh, so that does make it a little easier to just fly through there and make sure everything's good. Uh, but we're back. We made it. It's been a long off season, everybody, but here we are. Absolutely. And as always, guys, stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.